Welcome back to the Get Outside with Kids podcast. This is Jen and Kate. And tonight we want to talk to you about changing weather that's coming up for us. Uh, If you are in the lower mainland area in Canada, then you'll know that we've had a really dry fall to date, but it is not going to last. And if you're anywhere else in the world, hopefully you get to experience rain sometimes too, and you're not in a drought stricken kind of environment. With the intense rain that we get here in Vancouver, uh, come a lot of challenges if you want to get outside with kids. So tonight we're talking about how to do it. We're talking about the gear you need and maybe more important, Jen, the motivation that you need to get outside when it's raining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Vancouver has been known to be called Raincouver. And if you don't live here, you've probably heard how rainy it is all the time. Uh, probably be honest, because we talk was, about it so much, Jen. We talk about it all probably. the time. People are always like, Vancouverites can only ever talk about the weather. But it's a big topic. Yeah. Although to be honest, the last, I mean, several years, it is raining less and less. Uh, we know that's for all kinds of reasons due to climate change, which we will not get into on today's podcast. But the truth is it is far less rainy, I feel like, than it used to be. I mean, we're recording this mid-October and it hasn't rained I don't even know the last time it rained, like literally months ago, I think at this point. Yeah. Although I do remember recording episodes in June where it was still raining from the spring before. So maybe we're having a recency bias here, but it is definitely very dry. However, we've been looking ahead at the forecast and the rain is coming, fall is coming, lots of rain in the forecast, which means it's time for us to start thinking ahead. If you are, you know, a typical parent who has a lot of stuff to do, One of the worst things that can happen is you go out to try and have maybe even a full day adventure with your kids in their rain gear and you discover that the rain gear is has not lasted the way you'd hoped it would and your kids come home wet. So the first thing we want to talk about is the gear checks that are kind of important. Um, I recently pulled out an old muddy buddy from my kids' uh, cubby at daycare and was like, great, got a muddy buddy. I'm sure this still fits. Pulled it out and was like, what in the name of God has happened here? Because the Muddy Buddy was, firstly, it's a yellow Muddy Buddy, except it's not. Now it's blue. And I'm like, have they been painting in them? Have they been painting on them? Like, why is it now blue all over? That was the first surprise was like, they've been painting in this. Second surprise, it has a massive hole in the crotch. There is no way. <laughs> There's absolutely that is a no go. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Unusable. This thing cannot be used at this point. So, okay, good check. The first check, you know, actually check those seams. Have a look for really obvious holes in this case, um, because there is no way we're able to use that one this year. I don't know what you do with a used, torn, painted Muddy Buddy, but it's had a good life at least. I think the next big one for us is always boots. Um, You know, little kids, their shoes seem to, you know, they wear them for such a short period of time and you hand them over perfectly to the next parent. And by the time your kid is walking in, I would say more like when they hit two and they're really walking, um, their shoes start to wear out fast. And especially if you have children who are on Strider bikes, and we talk about biking in one of our previous episodes. (laughs) They, I mean, no fault of their own. You basically break by dragging your feet down the sidewalk. (laughs) So lo and behold, those rain boots do not last very long. I feel like we're at a point now where often our rain boots don't even last the full season, depending on, you know, when we got into them, the, the state, if they were new or maybe already passed down from one sibling to another. So I have to do a check for holes because more than not, I mean, I have vivid memories of, you know, again, you get out for that day, you're going to go have this big adventure. And five minutes in your kid steps in a puddle and they look at you and they're like, mom, 
my boots filling up with water <laughs> and it's not coming in from the top. And you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, same thing. There's a gaping hole in the bottom of your boot. Uh, so yeah, that's not going to be very waterproof for you. So if you have kids of really any age, double checking those boots, because I cannot, I, I just feel like we're going through boots, like multiple pairs a season for each kid at this point. Yeah. Some of our, fa- some of my favorite um, boots that we've had for our kids, we got some Crocs rain boots and those ones are all in one piece. So, you know, some of the cheaper brands, they're coming kind of like they've got the bottom and then they sort of glue the sides onto it and whatever. And everywhere there's a glued seam, there's a potential for it to break and for it to leak. The Crocs ones are really like because they're all one weird shaped piece of plastic. So, unless they wear a hole in the bottom of them, which is highly possible, um, they can't actually they can't actually leak. The other pairs we really liked are the Bogs winter boots. Those ones are awesome. Uh, but again, if they're riding their bike in them, they will eventually wear out on the bottom. And that has definitely happened to some of the ones we had. We got a pair of bogs uh, last year for our older son um, and they were basically in brand new condition. And I was like, oh, we have finally found a pair of boots that I think lasted an entire season. Also, as your children get older and switch to pedal biking, I feel like then there's their boots start to last longer again. So my younger child's still on the Strider bike. So we're going through shoes, older child now on the pedal bike. So we're back up to maybe a normal shoe boot trajectory there. It's also a really good idea if you're going to, I mean, we always recommend buying secondhand gear. Um, We do have a gear list on our website that you can check out for some of our favorite things. Um, But we always recommend trying secondhand first. But if you're going to do that, check the bottom of the boots. It's not enough to just get a photo of the boots just from the side because you'll be able to tell if the tread is worn on the bottom that there's a chance that they've gone through. And I think I've been fooled by that before. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's yeah. really important. <laughs> I have definitely bought boots that had holes in them or close to holes in them. So it's kind of that trade-off of we try and buy secondhand or gently used whenever possible. But there are some pieces where it might be like, we're just going to invest in a good pair, uh, ask for them maybe for a present for a birthday so that the rain boots actually last an entire season. If you're on the Sunshine Coast as well, you can check out our friend Kaylee's shop, Coast Kids Reshop. She's got lots of great winter and rain gear in there. Um, I think the other thing that I have realized as well that's important with rain gear for your kids particularly when they've grown a lot since last year, is the sort of switch from the full rain suit to the pants and jacket combo. Um, And I actually really like, you know, now that my older kid is five and a half, the large muddy buddies start to look weird, you know, like. (laughs) They do. They start to look a little bit like, it's an awkward look. It just is. (laughs) They just look strange. They look too, too big. The legs are too long. Um, But being able to, and it's, it's also more mix and match to be able to have some pants that work or a jacket that works without pants, you know, muddy buddies kind of all or nothing. Um, (laughs) So I think I've changed this year as well and got my kid. I saw some rain pants on sale for three-year-olds. So I got my three-year-olds some rain pants too and sort of slowly transitioning out of the muddy buddy phase. Um, I've also got some muddy buddies up on our gear list on the website. Uh, The one that I really like is the one from Mech. I think that rain suit is awesome. I've managed to pick up some of them secondhand and really like those. Um, The seams just seem to last better than like the Tuffo ones, which we've also had and they do fine, but uh, not quite as good as the Mech ones there. I guess the other gear then is checking all things like, (laughs) okay, this is going to sound really obvious. If you're listening to this, you're like, well, okay. But check your kids' socks. My, <laughs> I actually looked at my daughter's feet the other day and she had these massive gaping holes in her toes. And I was like, oh, what's happened? And she's like, I don't know, I'm bursting out of all my socks. I was like, 
wow, I guess I haven't bought her socks in like a year, two years. I don't know. But their feet keep growing and then you want to make sure you've got um, at least some socks that can keep their feet nice and cozy. If you're considering skiing or anything this this winter, then it might be a good idea to start looking at some nice, cozy, fleecy kind of socks as well to keep them warm there. So now that we've covered gear, let's, let's kind of shift gears um, and talk about kind of planning an outdoor adventure when you know the weather is going to be marginal at best. Um, you know, the reality is if in Vancouver, you wait for it to be a perfect sunny day all day, you might be waiting a long time in the fall Probably and forever. winter. <laughs> uh, so you do sometimes just have to kind of, you know, just make a time to get out there. Sometimes you're watching for that break in the weather. Um, oftentimes there is a break in the weather. That was kind of the first thing when I was on maternity leave and actually home all day. Um, you know, you often look at your phone and you pick it up and you look at like the two week forecast and it literally says rain every day. Uh, but then when I was home for the first time and able to kind of go out at different times of the day, there often is a break in the rain. So, you know, kind of step one, if it works out, sometimes the rain does kind of slow down throughout periods of the day. That doesn't always time up with when you want to go outside. But I do find in Vancouver, there are days it does definitely rain all day and that are miserable. And then there's days where you do kind of get a little bit of a, a slight break from the rain where you've got to be like, we got to make a beeline for it. It's finally slowed down and you have to like burst out the door at that exact moment for like that one hour window you have. Those are the days where I don't go very far from home, honestly. Like the kind of thing where I'm like, look, we're at any moment, we could be home in maybe three minutes because I can't face being half an hour from home and having to just walk home, getting drenched by a massive downpour. I think on that though, like the, the mode of transportation is important. It can be really hard when kids are on bikes and it's raining a lot and the rain is like their wheels are spinning and, and tipping, like the water's coming up their back and they just get filthy. So that's kind of bad. At the same time, um, strollers, I mean, our kids are kind of getting too old for strollers now, but obviously having a really good rain cover for your stroller can mean that you can transport your kids in the stroller, uh, which is great because they're warm and toasty, but I find my hands get very cold and wet. <laughs> Have you figured out, Jen, how to hold an umbrella and push a stroller? No, I just, I just got wet. I just think got it's saturated. Point, just like sacrifice. Take there me are rain. days where you're just, it just can't happen. I mean, there <laughs> are days where you just have to be like, we're just going to do it. And I just think I invested in a good raincoat for myself. And when my kids were little to be in the stroller, like they were super warm and cozy and content in their stroller, like didn't know what the weather was all tucked in there. And you're just like outside, like I'm outside, it's raining, I'm doing it kind of thing. And yeah, they really just make like an umbrella holder on the stroller. Yeah, I know. You know. So it could or just built in like Inspector Gadget, yeah. an arm sticking out. Um, the funny thing thing is about that thinking about when you have little babies particularly your second kid Jen when they're all cozy inside a stroller and all wrapped up and covered from you have absolutely no chance of keeping them awake so oh like god, no. <laughs> oh god not my kid you know my kid <laughs> he falls asleep in like that okay That's how quickly uh, he falls asleep. side note so my my youngest child is three almost three and a half yesterday Kate he fell asleep on me at 4 30 p.m I mean this I'm is just my hanging kid. out <laughs> He had a big meltdown. We had a little cuddle on the couch. And then I realized we're having this little cuddle on the couch. And I looked over and I'm like, oh, you've fallen asleep. It's 4.30 p.m. You know, listening in, a toddler falling asleep at 4.30 p.m. Never a good Not thing. ideal. I transferred him off to the couch and he slept until 5.30. My husband actually had to wake him up because... 5.30 is a rough time to be asleep for a toddler. Still, he still falls asleep. You know what I love about having had two kids is that you realize it's absolutely nothing to do with you because you can you can think with your first kid that you've gotten them into a rhythm or you've gotten them in, or they're really good at napping or whatever. But your kid, your second kid and my second kid are complete opposites. 
My second kid would absolutely for sure never, ever do that. Not ever. No, she barely even falls asleep in the car. So her naps were always a disaster. She never went to sleep. And it actually gives me a lot of peace now because I'm like, okay, well, you and me, like we, we didn't, we just got as luck of the draw. <laughs> I mean, we used to joke about it. I would like, we used to try and go out for a walk and you look over at my stroller and be like, Jed, your kid's already asleep again. Like he, he already passed out. It's like 9.30 AM in the morning, like not a time a toddler would nap at. And sometimes you just have to roll with the punches. But anyways, back to, <laughs> back to our rain topic, <laughs> where I wanted to segue that on a back on track here was a lot of the times when we're going up for the rain, it's all about having a key destination to go to. So to Kate's point, somewhere close to home for sure. That way, if things really go downhill um, and then usually somewhere with rain cover, there are a few places close to us here, like Rocky Point Park, for example, that has like a covered pavilion. So we could often get there quite quickly. And if the rains really started to come down, we could actually play under a covered pavilion area. Um, there's also a beautiful fish hatchery, which again, is kind of a little bit in the forest providing some shelter. And then again, there was a bit of a sheltered structure there. So if you're looking to go somewhere like a playground or somewhere else, like look for those places that have a bit of coverage under them to give you a bit of a break from the rain. That cover that you're talking about, the Rocky Point uh, Park stage is hilarious though, because when it's, if any parent who's listening in there has been to that park in Port Moody in the pouring rain, you know that there's a section where the water accumulates right next to that stage and it gets deep. Like we're talking like at least ankle deep for a kid, maybe 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 knee deep for a small kid. And I have very distinct memory, Jen, of going there with you and your second kid. It was absolutely frigging pouring with rain. And we each had two kids, but we're like, we've done it. We're out. We're undercover. We're outside. We've got the fresh air. And your second kid just went straight in like he was swimming. Like <laughs> Like the one puddle. Kids somehow find the yeah, one it's place that's uncovered. Filthy. It's like dirt. It's just filthy. Um, and we all just looked at each other and we're like, well, that's it. We just got it. Like, there's no way you can last after that. And yeah. you can barely last with us. And that's a wrap. And heading home, we are going. But I mean, for all the calamities, like sometimes getting up with your kids in the rain, I always remember coming home from those days, even on the days when your kid fell face first in a mud puddle and you'd come in and everyone be a little bit cold and wet and you'd finally shrug off all the wet gear at the door and like our front door looks like like it's like melting there's stuff everywhere and you get all the kids upstairs and everyone's washed up and all cut up on the blankets and it felt like such a big win like I was like we went outside in the rain with you know one kid two kids however many kids you have at that time and it felt so much more accomplished than going out on a sunny day which you know arguably is a lot easier when you're going out to bask in the sunshine but even if we'd only been outside for like 30 minutes or an hour and maybe we'd even just gone around the block it just I always felt so much better that we had just gotten out for some fresh air and now we could come in, you know, have some cozy time on the couch, maybe put on a movie, get a hot chocolate going. But it just felt so nice to be like, we did it. We didn't let that rain stop us. Yeah. And if you're doing this too, like you need to think about me and Jen giving you a round of applause and like, you know, a gold star for getting out because that's what I feel like I deserve when I do that too, Jen. So if you're thinking about this and you're like, I, I achieved that, you should feel good about yourself because it is hard. There's no easy way to get outside. And sometimes it doesn't work at all. Sometimes the boots leak. Sometimes the muddy buddy wasn't tucked in properly to the right spot and the water got in anyway. Um, and sometimes your kids are not having a bar of it anyway. So the times that it does work and you actually get to have positive memories outside in the rain, uh, feel 
very, very satisfying. I think the other thing I'd say about places to go is there's absolutely no shame in having the cafe or the place, the shop with a hot drink being the ultimate um, aim of your outing. That's a great, great option. Um, it can give you a bit of reprieve and, uh, you know, it's it's still getting out of the house and hopefully keeping your sanity in check. Yeah, I I mean, sometimes even for like the lowest bar to entry, um, like we have a, a garage on the bottom floor of our townhouse. And there's a, there's days when I would I would drive our car out of the garage. So I just park our car in visitor parking, leave the garage door up. And then I would sit inside the garage dry and I would just send my children out on the driveway or we live in a cul-de-sac. So like just safely on the street there, I could watch them. So it was a little bit like a cheat. Like I could kind of be mostly inside on the garage. Obviously, your kids are going to fall off their bikes and you'll have to go rescue them. Uh, but besides Less that, like, as they get older, hey. <laughs> Less so is so good. That's true. Uh, but that's another like again, like bring it right down to like maybe we're just biking in and out of the garage, but there's fresh air circulating around. There is some exposure to outside, and it doesn't have to be a big adventure. Like there were lots of days where like that was all that we could do in the day. The rain was so bad; it was just everything had gone wrong. Everyone was miserable. But I was like, if we just don't change up the scenery, like every puzzle and every toy is currently dumped on my living room, and I just. We just need a break from the space. And it's amazing how much even just 30 minutes of that time can just totally reset the day for you. So we're going to encourage you to be the proactive parents because we know that you don't want to be the parents with the kid with wet socks and to take some time in the next few days to or next couple of weeks to check your kid's gear, get onto those secondhand groups. And we know you're going to find some great deals because you're all awesome and you're going to find some great deals on rain gear that you can get your kids out in. And so you don't, that's one less thing to worry about later once it's already started to get really, really wet around here. Um, if you'd like to see some of our favorite gear as well, you can check out our gear list on our website. Um, and we'll also include some of the links to some of our favorite items that we've mentioned in the show notes here. We'd love to hear the tips and tricks that you use to make it a little easier for yourself as well. If you want to find out more about our podcast, we'd love to have you follow us over on Instagram at Get Outside With Kids. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of the podcast. 